And I thought, gee, you wouldn't run in a race in that train. Why would a woman do the hardest thing she's ever going to do? Labor, which is probably why it's called labor, and not have that mind and body connection. Welcome back to the Midwifery Wisdom Podcast. This week, co-host Augustine Colebrook is joined by Julie Tupler. Julie is an RN, certified childbirth educator and certified personal trainer. She has done extensive research on the dreaded diastasis recti, how it impacts birth, how it impacts pregnancy and postpartum, and so much more. She shares her story of first coming across diastasis how prevalent it was, the research she did, and how she came to develop her program for healing the diastasis. She shares how important learning about those specific pelvic floor and abdominal muscles are for both midwives and for pregnant people. Julie has a plethora of resources for providers and for those experiencing diastasis themselves, which will be shared in our show resources. Let's dive into this conversation. Well, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, I thank you for inviting me. I mean, anytime I have an opportunity to talk about diastasis, I'm thrilled to do it because because yeah, it's a it's, major problem. It's a it's a major problem. Well, Julie, let's start with this. Why don't you give us your introduction? Who are you? Where are you? What do you do? I'm about 10 minutes from New York City. I just moved uh, to New Jersey uh, so I can be on the water. I'm a uh, registered nurse, a certified childbirth educator, and a certified personal trainer. Uh, I uh, moved to New York in 1987 and was teaching an exercise class and they said, you're a nurse, uh, why don't you teach a prenatal class? Now at that point in time, ACOG had just written the guidelines in the late 80s. So nobody was doing anything with uh, prenatal fitness. So I uh, decided I'm gonna have to do a little research and, and make up a prenatal course. In the process of teaching this class, the people in the class found out I was a nurse and they started picking my brain about labor. So I became a childbirth educator and realized that childbirth education comes at the end of the pregnancy and only prepares your mind. And I thought, gee, you wouldn't run in a race in that train. Why would a woman do the hardest thing she's ever going to do? Labor which is probably why it's called labor, and not have that mind and body connection. So in 1990, I started uh, maternal fitness, um, and it was preparing women for the marathon of labor. And the whole point of the program was to um, give women information early in the pregnancy, because at the end of the pregnancy, it's like too late. <laughs> right. So, Almost so, too late, yeah. So, so, so it was about 
something that the child care educators didn't do, was teaching them how to push, to push with the abdominals and relax the pelvic floor, to save the pelvic floor, all right? Because pushing incorrectly not only makes the separation larger, but it also affects the pelvic floor, creating prolapses, incontinence, uh, hemorrhoids, you know, all of that. So that's what I taught. Um, and there was this myth that not to do abdominal work because it was going to hurt the baby. So that was crazy because you use your abdominals with every move you make and with every breath you take. So, Right. So, it was so, like women used to be told to also not put their hand above the head or they might get the cord in the knot, right? <laughs> exactly. That was one of those things. And I hear people still tell, people still tell, you know, trainers still say don't do abdominal work because um, it's going to hurt the baby. Um, the only thing it does is give the baby strong legs. We had a sign in my studio saying maternal fitness babies have strong legs because when you start doing these little um, uh, isometric exercises, um, the baby will start kicking. So, you know, so that was one of the, one of the things that the baby <laughs> with strong legs and be able to count to a hundred before all the other babies in the neighborhood. So, um, so it was, uh, so it was a, like a whole new thing. And in the process of doing this exercise, I discovered the diastasis. Mm. And I, I saw this like doming and I'm like, going, what is that? What is that? And there wasn't really much out there on it. And, and uh, so I did a little bit of research and they said that it was a separation of the muscles, but there was no other information because as it turns out, there's nothing in medical school, nursing school, um, physical therapy school, chiropractic school, nothing taught about diastasis. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So I'm thinking, all right, so what's the function of the, the muscles is to support the organs, support the back. I mean, it's, and when they're separated, they're not doing their job. Uh, a moment, my defining moment, was when I was working with the client and I'm doing these little isometric exercises. She says, I, I don't feel, I don't feel my muscles working. So I took a scarf and I pulled the two muscles together, closer together where they're supposed to be. And I said, okay, let's try it now. And she goes, oh my God, I can feel, I can feel them working now. Because what happens is when you look at the muscles under ultrasound, when they're separated, four fingers apart or more, they move side to side and you don't feel the side to side movement. You have to bring them together so that they work in the right direction, the sagittal plane of movement front to back. Okay, mm -hmm. that was my aha moment. So then when I was teaching the exercises, I would have these scarves and have everybody hold it to, 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 to bring the muscles together. And um, what we were in the my workshops were six weeks, and we would check this separation in week one, and then again in week six. And I was seeing that even as the belly was getting bigger, 
separation was getting smaller. And I was like going, oh, okay. To be able to make that separation smaller as the belly's getting bigger was a, a, a real eye-opener. It's a win. So that's, Hashtag winning. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was it. <clears throat> so one of the physical therapists that was um, teaching my program said you should contact Columbia University program in physical therapy. Um, and I did, and we did the study. And of course it showed that with the two groups that the women that did my program had a smaller diastasis than the women that didn't do my program. So, <clears throat> and my statistics with 372 women showed that in six weeks if they followed all four steps of the program, that you could make it 55% smaller, all right? Wow. So so having a smaller diastasis meant um, no back pain for the pregnant women, um, faster recovery, and most important, it meant during labor, if the muscles are closer together, they can push more effectively. And the pushing was like, because I initially, because the research supported exhale pushing, I initially um, taught that. And then when they would get to the hospital, what would happen is they would be told to hold their breath and bear down. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to have to teach this differently. Um, so what I started teaching was whether you held your breath, you know, and bear down, okay, because that's what they'll say, hold your breath and bear down, or whether they do the exhale pushing. The most important thing was to use the transverse, okay? Now, we'd strengthened it. You, you know, you, you can't teach a new skill when somebody's in pain. So the right. whole of my program was to um, have them strengthen the transverse and use it with activities of daily living. And I would say to my clients, and who are you thinking about when you're having a bowel movement? And they would... You know, I want you thinking about me. You know, I get a lot of jobs <laughs> knowing that you're thinking about me at this precious moment in time because <laughs> having about certainly like pushing and labor. So if they practiced the pushing every time they had a bowel movement, then it would be more familiar and more second nature for them to do that. So what I taught... Definitely, definitely. So what I taught was um, to be able to use the transverse during the pushing, okay? Whether they held their breath. So I had them do two things. I had them put their hand on their belly, put their hand on their pelvic floor, hold their breath and bear down, not use the transverse. And then they would feel it in their face. Their abdominals would go forward and they would feel, they would feel something coming down in their pelvic floor. <clears throat> I would have them do the same thing, but bring their belly button to the spine, hold it there, and if they had a strong transverse, and then hold their breath and bear down, they wouldn't feel it in their face, they wouldn't feel it in their abdominals, they wouldn't, so it was like a whole different sensation, okay, so so that was basically what I taught, was that, awesome. so that they could feel the difference. Um, for For women not to know how to push and labor, and not to have a strong transverse, they're, they're just missing out. They're at risk for 
making their diastasis bigger and they're at risk for all the pelvic floor issues, which are unnecessary. And then there's like a third, which is all the dysfunctional labors that end in cesarean or forceps or vacuum. Well, well what right? happens is if this is my uterus and this is my cervix and this is my vaginal canal, when the muscles separate, what happens is then the uterus tilts forward and the cervix is now pointing sideways instead of downwards. So it's exactly. so having a large diastasis putting a woman at risk for a C-section, an unnecessary exactly. C-section. So, exactly. So as I said, any opportunity for me to talk about this is <laughs> thrilling for me. Um, for 30 years, I've been like a salmon swimming upstream, um, uh, trying to bring an awareness, and that's why I do train uh, medical and fitness professionals all over the world and also um, have a, a doctor and co-management program where um, the doctors and the midwives can can work with me and um, have their uh, patients uh, do this program. All it is is basically watching my video, you know, learning how to check for diastasis, and then you know we work together, you know, basically with training medical and fitness professionals and this doctor and midwife co-management program. I'm uh, bringing more awareness. The whole point of my program is to strengthen that weakened connective tissue between the separated muscles so then it's strong enough to hold the muscles in a close together position. And the big picture is I do it three ways. The first way I do it is by repositioning the muscles and the connective tissue with my um, uh, together tummy uh, tank top and splint. Um, so that it's sort of like the same concept if you broke a bone, you would continuously keep the bone in that position to so it and you know so it fuses. So we want to continuously keep the muscles close together so they work right, you know, front to back. We want to continuously keep the connective tissue in that narrow position because that's the best position for it to heal. And for it mm -hmm. you know, to do the activities because we teach people how to use this innermost transverse muscle, which is connected to the outermost muscle, um, with activities of daily living, uh, when doing the exercises and such. So it's repositioning is the first way, protecting the connective tissue from getting stretched. So that's all about using the transverse when you sneeze, cough, stand up, sit down with all the activities of daily living. And then, of course, doing the strengthening exercises. So, um, so those are the, awesome. the the main things that we do, and um, the program progresses over eighteen weeks. However, there's no. I never say that you're going to close it in eighteen weeks because how long it takes to close it depends upon the. <laughs> severity of the diastasis and your commitment to doing all four steps of the program. So I have an online support program that um, there's no termination date because we don't know how long it's going to take. Um, it's weekly videos, uh, weekly tips, and, um, and once a week I do a live uh, webinar uh, which is so helpful for those moms. I'm yes. sure they get so much out of it. So each week um, I do a live uh, webinar um, to talk about different aspects of the program and then to answer questions. 
so that they you awesome. know, now if they can't make it to the live webinar <clears throat> working or whatever then they can submit their questions on the morning you know of the webinar and i will answer the questions and they can watch the recording which are posted on the um uh, platform for the online support program so there's no expiration date and um and the program you know gives a lot of support this is such an important issue. Um, our audience is almost exclusively providers. So I want to kind of lean into that piece here. Rectostiastasis is such a big issue. And the way that we see it manifest as a problem is in those long dysfunctional labors, is in um, a lot of discomfort in pregnancy. And then even postpartum, the mother's own complaints of feeling like they're still pregnant or like their belly is too big or they have the mama pooch or all those things we talk about. So you're going to hear about this. You're going to see this a lot. In fact, the last statistic that I saw was that about 90% of pregnant people develop erectus diastasis of some severity. Would you agree? Is that statistic in line with what you see? I would say it's more than 90%. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a very, people, very common. You see, what people don't understand is, is that a lot of people go into the pregnancy with separated muscles. Okay? Right, from, already, yeah. From, I had one woman, she had a 10-finger diastasis. She had a little baby, you know, didn't exercise, didn't do crunches, but during her childhood did gymnastics. And gymnastics wow. killer for diastasis, all right? Separates the muscles, so she went into the pregnancy and then of course the relaxant hits the connective tissue and you know and the the belly gets bigger and and then the pushing and labor so it's um yeah I've, what i usually the way i describe it is that um muscles are elastic and and they will always take the path of less resistance so while they're connected in the front and there's pressure growing behind them they stay or maybe split a little bit but when the connective tissue is actually torn or incredibly stretched then when they contract, like you said, they go sideways instead of going forward. So they take the path of least resistance when you contract those muscles, which is always going to be out and away from the belly instead of in front of the belly, unless we support it, unless we strengthen it, unless we teach pregnant people how to move with that. So what's that? Like, say you got someone who already have a diastasis. One of the things I really recommend is that they wear a belly splint for the rest of their pregnancy. Do you like that recommendation? Yes, we... we... We um, we recommend first trimester not to wear it because they're not right. But once it's growing, yeah, mm -hmm. that's when all the major organs are being developed and everything. So we just to be on the safe side, we say when they're feeling better, you know, after the first trimester, you know, to to uh, um, start wearing. And, and we have these, you know, it's a tank top that acts sort of like the loop on the velcro and then the 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 splint attaches to it in the front the back and on the mm. sides um um so yes we recommend that they wear That's it it's awesome we'll add a link in the show notes to this uh product that you have julia it's very exciting and, well so um i want to hear about these exercises so one of the experts in this space that i've followed for a long long time is kelly dean from the tummy team.com do you know I, I, kelly I trained Kelly Dean. Awesome. Okay. Well, so, so I've known you, Kelly for, uh, yeah. You'll see Go Kelly ahead. Dean's um, video on my website. Um, she came to me, her organs were just hanging out. 
and um, oh. she she was she was a Tupler technique uh, a trainer, and uh, she was yeah. trained by me. So the the exercises that she does, she uses a, a different a different model split, which I don't think is you know you know is effective um, as mine because with mine. It has the three arms, and we move the muscle and the connective tissue and connect it. It attaches and connects. Hers just, the whole thing comes over. We actually physically move from the top, the middle, and the bottom, and most of our clients wear two so that the coverage is from the sternum to the, the pubic bone. And the layering of the mm -hmm. two really keeps it in place better, and, um, and I have fabulous results with it. Really awesome. Results. But Kelly does basically does the same program because she was trained by me. That's so awesome. I love it. It's such a small world. Well, um, I know and, she has and, a very and, robust and website. My, mm -hmm. And my trainer in um, in Austria, who's a, who's a master trainer, is training um, uh, this year, is training 22 midwives in that area. All the midwives in awesome. Austria awesome. and um, Germany are learning the uh, Tupler technique. That's so awesome. Well, I, we're so honored to have you here and we'd, we'd love to have you come to a conference and teach more Midwest because we need this when, really, really badly. Conference. <laughs> it's in November. I'll send you all the details. I know Midwives would get so much out of this. Well, so let's talk to the Midwives now um, who are our listeners and let's try to give them some really um, some important tricks or pieces of data. Um, and so there's lots of videos about how to test for a diastasis, um, including on our YouTube channel. So like, feel free to go look those up folks. But once you've identified, um, that there is a diastasis of, of at least several fingers, like not one or two for me, that feels like there's managing, go ahead, jump in, Julie. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of people check the diastasis at its smallest instead of at its largest, because when you lift the head and shoulders, what happens is the muscles come closer together. So I don't have them lift the head. Basically, um, I, you know, if I, if, if when they come up, I see the doming, then I check on each side. Okay. And I have a diastometer if people want to be more specific to check in. Um, okay. But I check the distance between the two muscles. And then I have like a little finger cut to check the condition of the connective tissue, how deep it goes. But I have, when we check, we have them bring the belly button to the spine and you feel the, the muscle moving in and then relax. And then I follow it out so I can see exactly where it is. If they bring cool. the head and shoulders up, they're, 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 they're coming together. So you're checking it at its smallest instead of at its largest. Okay. Well, I love this new technique and we'd love to share it with, with our audience. Um, but even if you're using the old technique, if it fits two or three fingers, like if they have a diastasis for sure, and we should start to treat. Well, here's go ahead. So as part of the, um, midwife co-management program, um, if, if somebody is interested in, in, in this, if they email me, um, we can send them my, uh, new together tummy video. And it's divided up into Ooh, 22 awesome. chapters and it has the checking for diastasis. It has all the exercises and I'm, you know, um, certainly interested so in generous in, in giving this. That's so generous. Yeah. Thank you so much. We'll leave you know, some show notes. We'll link those things. Yeah. That's great. So 
you know, because it's worth it to me, you know, for, for them to learn this and to bring this to their practice because um, all they need to do is watch this video and then, and then I meet with them remotely, you know, and answer any questions that they have. And then there's a little paperwork and then we're ready to, you know, to awesome. Awesome. Well, together. I love this. What an offering. Um, we'll link that in the show notes. What I look for now for you to just sort of think back over all the people you've worked with, all the courses you've created, all of this wisdom that you've generated, people that you've trained. What do you what do you want midwives to know when they're treating their clients? What do you want them to know specifically about rectus diastasis that might not be common knowledge? What do you want them to know? Well, that number one, that it puts their their patients at risk for a C section. All right, mm. that that um, that knowing how to push with their abdominals and relaxing the pelvic floor, having a strong transverse, small diastasis um, will help them push more effectively in labor. And the recovery is going to be so much easier for these women. Um, and as mm. a mom, you know, to have a strong core is really important for lifting the baby and, you know, and, and, yeah. and if they, you know, the baby starts and they're two and three year old and they start having a temper tantrum and, you know, because if you, and, and this is how Houdini died, somebody punched him in the stomach and tore the connective without his permission and tore the connective tissue away from the, from the muscle, right? Because this connective tissue is all stretched out. It's like a piece of saran wrap. Okay. So you go like that. So, you know, so if their kid punches them or in the stomach, you know, that's, that's, that could be a, uh, there's, no, there's nothing protective anymore when, when it's like that. No, yeah. There, there's no, it's like yeah. saran wrap over your organs. Yeah. So. so it's an efficiency thing. It's a safety thing. It's a comfort thing. Like literally this should be standard care for all it pregnant be, people. Don't you be, think so? It should be. You just took the words right out of my mouth. Okay? <laughs> took them right out of my mouth. All right. This should We're be on the same team, Julie. Love this. Speaking of standard care for all pregnant people, now is the best time to tell you about our new course. Launching on February 4th, 2024, is our new course, Solving Iron Deficiency in Yourself and Your Clients, taught by the one and only Augustine Colebrook. According to the World Health Organization, an absence of iron stores is found in about 20 to 30% of women in fertile age. In adolescent girls, the prevalence is even higher. Since the 2020 COVID pandemic, as much as 50% of the Western world is now iron deficient, and menstruating people are nearing 80%. Did you hear that? 80% of menstruating people are iron deficient. Iron deficiency has huge impacts on pregnant people, babies in the belly, and even you, the caretaker, the midwives, the doulas. That's why this course is so timely and so important. Augustine takes the time to dive deep into healthy iron levels, what causes iron deficiency, the difference between iron deficiency and anemia, and of course, what to do to get your iron levels back to a healthy level. 
This course will be life-changing for both you and your clients. It's something that every medical provider should have a deep knowledge of, especially those dealing with pregnant people. Again, this course launches on February 4th, 2024. Check out our website, midwiferywisdom.com school for more information and to sign up now and get your access to this incredibly important information. Okay, yeah. my goal before I leave this planet is that every belly should be checked for a diagnosis as part of any medical or fitness evaluation. People go in to see the doctors because they have a back pain, they have umbilical hernia, and umbilical hernia is a side effect of a diastasis. So if you fix right. the middle and you're open above and below, it's a wasted surgery, okay? Right. So, so, you know, so doing my program with an umbilical hernia, I just trained um, a hernia surgeon who had an umbilical hernia, didn't want the surgery, and he reversed it in six weeks. I have, wow. the, I have the pictures, you know, and you can see on my website the changes in the umbilicus, you know, you know, the- That's the, awesome. The pictures. So, so there's like so many, so many things that this, you know, the side effects of, of um, back pain, the umbilical hernia, the bloating after eating, all right, because the, 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 the constipation, because your organs are out of alignment. Okay. The and not form- being supported. Now, mm-hmm. now I was um, trying to work with the doctor on the Upper East Side here. And, and one of her patients is, you know, rounded over, you know, with the big belly. I can't help that patient because they can't wear the splint. They can't even hold it. So if somebody's rounded over, that's, that's, I can't help them. So the spine has to be yeah. straight. So there's no... You know, because people say to me all the time, "Is it too late?" Well, I say, mm. no, um, it's it's never too late, but it's too late if you're rounded over." Because I treat um, men, thirty-seven percent of my clients <clears throat> men, um, and I treat uh, uh, children. And pregnancy is not the only cause, right? You go in a car accident, you you have abdominal surgery where they blow your belly up. That stretches the connective tissue. You do crunches, all right? Crunches are the worst thing that you can do for the disc of your spine, and it separates the muscles. So it's hard for me to go to the gym and see these trainers, what they do, you know, especially with the senior, right? It's, 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 it's very difficult. So, so there are a lot more causes. I was at a, a party, and I was the entertainment for the party. I checked 30 people at the party, and everybody there, had a diastasis, men, women. And there was one 18-year-old girl had horrific back pain, all right? She'd been to everybody. Her father was very well-to-do, so she'd been to every orthopedic surgeon, you know, any doctor that dealt with back pain. She went to acupuncture. She did um, uh, went to the chiropractor. She did physical therapy. Nothing helped her. They put her on antidepressants. Not one person checked her for a diastasis. And as a child, oh she gosh. had gymnastics, and she was swimming and did crunches, did all the things. So when I checked her, I, I had to spread my fingers like this 
to feel the ridges of her muscles. She was over 10, she had over 10 finger diastasis. Now, if this girl got pregnant with a 10 finger diastasis, that would be a disastrous pregnancy. Disastrous. Okay. So, so the point here is most people have it and just don't know it. And they'll go to their medical provider for the side effects of it. And what, and, and it's not checked as part of the treatment protocol. So that's, that's Mm. that's the problem for me. That's so powerful. Well, so we have folks that listen from all over the world and in very rural communities where there's not going to be someone who's already trained. There's not going to be a physiotherapist or someone they can refer to. So if, if it's a low resource setting where they don't have access to this and maybe they, they can or, or will plan to take your course, but what's like one thing that providers, not parents, but providers could do right now to make it safer and better? Okay. Well, my program with this doctor is all remote. So it doesn't mm-hmm. you don't have to see anybody in person. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm talking about low resource. We're like, we don't have access to internet or we don't have access oh, to money to buy that kind of thing. So like, like what could somebody, like a tangible thing they could do right now that could help their clients? Um, well, they have to, they have to either read my book or watch the video. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. once they do that, okay. you know, um, it, you know, once they do that, then they have everything they need to know because my new Together Tummy video, um, my last video, the Lose Your Mummy Tummy, was like two hours, but it was like, you know, and you'd have to, like, where where was it on the, the, the chat? So now I have it in chapters with the nutrition, checking for diastasis, the exercises, um, you know, everything is, you know, for pregnant women, for children, um, uh, it's it's all 22 chapters, so it's really okay. easy, and and the book is you know so if they don't have the the internet they can uh, read the Together Tummy book, and then they awesome. certainly can you know contact me and ask me any questions. I'm you know always there to support um, different you know the, the the medical community. That's so generous, so generous of you. Well, <clears throat> I've treated a lot of people with retinoschisis. I myself had one at eight fingers after my 11 pound kiddo. Um, and uh, it was a long recovery, I would say. And it's slow going. Um, strengthening those muscles when they basically are turned off, they're like not at all connected. It takes so long, it felt like, to get, get them to communicate and then build strength until eventually you know now I, I have only a one finger not even barely even a one finger split um and i'm i feel fully rehabilitated and and have good core strength but it feels like it takes a long time so i really love what you say like we don't put a time limit on it it could be longer than eight, 18 months it could be several years well i um, but well, i think I, we should start yeah go ahead i i do a lot of uh, other things besides splitting so in week four of the program, I double splint. So that's wearing the splint and holding another splint. Um, I use the together tape that acts sort of like a butterfly bandaid. I use, um, I have this corrective connective tissue cream to nourish the connective tissue. And, um, and I also use microcurrent 
on the connective tissue. So I, I do a lot of things to speed up the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but still, it could be un it could be unknown, um, and so really there's no reason not to start now right if like basically probably most people have a diastasis especially if you've had kiddos so um start start now and for those of us who are providers like go and, and help your clients for sure um i think one of the things that's oftentimes not understood is when we talk about a rectus diastasis they're like oh yeah your muscles are split on your stomach but actually, it's so much more complicated than that. As I understand it, there are really six core muscles that make up your core. Um, and there's like three in the, in the stomach, the rectus abdominis, the transverse abdominis, and the obliques. And then there's the spinous erectus in the back. And then we have two pelvic floor muscles. And they all kind of co-contract to make our yeah, core strength. Absolutely. So yeah. And so, so... So during pregnancy, when I'm working with the pregnant women... Um, I have, when I'm working abdominals, I have them relax the pelvic floor. When I'm working the abdominals, I have them relax so that they, so they understand how to work them separately so that when they get to labor, they don't tighten these and tighten the pelvic floor, that they know how to tighten these and relax those. You know, the mm -hmm. pelvic floor needs to be strengthened so that the baby, you know, when the baby's head comes through, the muscles go back behind instead of go with. So it's really important, and there's like these myths that you shouldn't do, you know, strengthen the pelvic floor. It's very important that the pelvic floor be toned, but the most important thing is to know once they're toned, how to relax them. So the image yeah. after we, we, we strengthen, we say open up like a little flower so that they have that image of that opening, you know, and when they go to the bathroom, you know, when they first start to urinate to to relax those muscles so that they understand how to work them separately. That this is back mm. open and relax. So, so yeah, there's, you know, there's, 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 there's a lot, you know, there's a lot to it, but for pregnant women in the first 20 years of my career, I just worked with pregnant women. I attended many births. All right. <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, I studied with Penny Simpkin, you know, just to see what the doulas did and everything and, and, and to have that, you know, that knowledge. Um, so it's. Yeah. So that those, the core strength is not just the abdomen, but when the abdomen is weak, the other sets of core muscles have to compensate. So that is right. where the back pain comes difficult. from. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult that, you know, um, Spadagel in his research, you know, talked about the importance of, of, of fixing the diastasis to help the pelvic floor. So they definitely go together. So when people have pelvic floor uh, issues, it's very important that the diastasis, you know, that the muscles be closer together. And again, we want to strengthen this connective tissue so then it's more rope-like than saran wrap-like so that it holds the muscles in a close together position. That's the, you know, and you have to reposition you have to reposition. You don't reposition the muscles in the connective tissue. You, you know, it's, you know, it, it takes, you know, when I was first starting out and just doing the exercises, you know, and holding it, you know, we had good results, but my results like tripled once we started repositioning. 
and, mm-hmm. and, and, yeah. and we started out with a a, 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 a with safe piece of fabric yeah. that we wrapped with safety pins. And then one of my clients said to me, you know, that she would go through security and they thought she was a terrorist. Could I get rid of the safety pins? So then I started with the Velcro. And um, and then it's because it's between two sets of bones, it moves around. So that's why my latest, the Together Tummy tank top, um, which is like loop Velcro, but it's moisture-wicked and antimicrobial. So it's easy to wear. It's user, I mean, it's like, it's very comfortable. And um, and it, and it, and the splint attaches to it in the front, the sides, and the back, where my other splint just attached on the side. So this really mm-hmm. stays mm-hmm. in place, and I have and I've been having my best results with this. I'm sort of a Type A personality, so I listen to what the you know what my clients say, and I keep on. But I I think that I've you know, hit the jackpot with this last awesome. in terms of in awesome terms great. Of, Awesome. Well, Julie, it's been such a pleasure to learn from you and get to know you today. Um, where can people follow you online? Well, um, the, uh, my website, um, diastasisrehab.com. But if the midwives wanted to contact me directly, they could just, you know, email me at uh, julie at diastasisrehab.com. Awesome. We'll put it in the and show notes. Then we could get them started the uh, midwife co-management program well thank you julie have a great day and i appreciate your time thank you for inviting me i appreciate it 